Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Blessed be his holy name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that there is safety in you. The word also says to shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. So for those of you who are quiet, praying people, excuse me a little bit. I'm just the opposite. I've got a shout in my heart because I realize that no matter what we're going through, we have triumph. Past tense, we have triumphed over the enemy. How can I say that? In him we live, move, and have our being. He conquered the enemy of our soul. And he gave to us the keys of life and godliness. Therefore, I am guaranteed victory in this world and the world to come. Father God, we praise you. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the blood of the Lamb. Oh, how precious is that flow that makes us white as snow. I remember that line from a song I used to sing when I was a little girl. Never once did I question those lyrics, and surely enough, it is in the scripture that he makes us white as snow. He causes us to be pure and holy in his sight. No matter what we've been, no matter where we've come from, I was sharing with my aunt last night that no matter how old you are, when you begin to appropriate Christ in your life, now notice I said appropriate Christ in your life. Sometimes we go down an aisle and we go to the front of the church and we cry a little bit and uh, we give our life to the Lord <laughs> or we give our life to the church, but we never go the next step. And that is really living for Christ. Giving him all that we are, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, mind, will, emotion, and intellect, making him Lord over everything, seeking his counsel, wanting to know his heart, Many of us give our life to the Lord, and then we decide, well, now I can do all the things that I should have been doing, that Mama told me to do, and I never did them well. I love my Mama, and I'm sure you love yours, but I do know that Mamas don't know everything. How can I say that? I'm a mother. I don't know everything. And I didn't know everything when I was raising my children. So if my son goes by what I've taught him, he may be off just a little bit. But the one thing I did for him was try to raise him in such a way that God himself becomes his standard, and his relationship with God is his priority. I often would pray, Holy Spirit, I have no idea what I'm doing. So where I have fallen short, I give you permission to correct me and to correct my child. Why? Because I know that I serve a God 
that has all wisdom, all knowledge. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the only one that has been in my past and has been in my future all at the same time and is in my current moment. And if I trust him with all my heart, lean not to my own understanding, in all my ways acknowledge him, he will direct my path. And I knew that if he would do it for me, he cares about everything that concerns me. And definitely training of your children is a concern that the father has. Because it's a concern that you have. I didn't know that we were going to go that route this morning. Of course, we're talking about prevailing prayer. And in order for prayer to prevail, let's look at that word, prevail. It means gaining an advantage, a superiority, or victory, having effect, persuading, succeeding. Efficus. <laughs> I think I've, I've been working on that word this morning. But what it means that we are effectual, productive, producing the effect intended, having power adequate to the purpose intended. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he gave us dudamus power, not just authority to arrest the enemy, not just the authority to step into a situation, but he gave us dudamus, which is power to blow up our adversary utterly wipe out whatever it is that's hindering us. Now, I want to remind you, we don't war against flesh and blood. But there is a real devil, and there are real demons. Of course, if there is a real God, he has a real enemy. And his enemy is our enemy. And our enemy is his enemy. Why? Because he is Jehovah's Aboid. He is the captain of the army. And when we enlist as saints of God, we become part of an age-old battle. And one of the tools to fight this battle is prevailing prayer. Examples of prevailing prayer in Scripture, Moses, Hezekiah, Daniel, Jesus himself prevailed in prayer. He said, I only do what I see my father do. What does that mean as a saint? Jesus got his marching orders from God himself. Now, remember when we first started talking, I talked about that salvation experience where you come down, you join the church, and we go about our life as, as if everything is a-okay. And some of us, we go to church every Sunday. But we make that one step, but we never make the next step. Scripture tells us in Timothy, and a lot of what I'm quoting is scripture, and I don't have the scripture for you to look up, but be a Berean, get your Bible, check me out, see if I'm telling you the truth, Google me, <laughs> look it up, get your Bible dictionary on your cell phone, take a few notes, and find out whether or not I'm telling you the truth. God is so awesome. He's so incredible. And in the book of Timothy, he said, look, a good soldier lines himself up with the marching orders of the one who has sent him into battle. He 
disentangles himself from a civilian life. Now, for any of you that have been in the Army or Navy or in the armed forces, what would your battle have been like if instead of doing what you were told to do, you decided to pull out a chess game in the middle of a fight, sitting in front of an armored tank, and missiles were going off all around you. That's how many of us live our Christian lives. We're sitting in the middle of a battle completely disengaged, thinking everything is going to be all right, or being so overwhelmed, and even some of us are participants in the confusion. Well, God warns us, that's a dangerous way to live. It's dangerous as a Christian to give your life to Jesus and never do anything to change. And, of course, it's not effective because you're in this battle whether you like it or not. And you open your children and your children's children up to be casualties of war. I'm always amazed at the young people who are living lifestyles contrary to the word of God. But when they come before people, they say, I want to thank God. And I'm thinking right now, I think it's Emmys, Grammys, something, um, BET Awards, something. And they're always saying, you know, I'm giving honor to God and I thank God for my talents. But you're in the wrong camp doing the wrong thing encouraging the wrong lifestyle. It's not enough to know about God. The people that know their God will do great exploits. It wouldn't take all day and all night to read the scripture and find out there are some things God just does not like. And if you're doing them, you are not honoring God. Why do I bring this up? We want God to do what he does without a commitment to do what we're supposed to do. If you want to prevail in Christ, in prayer, You must make the same commitment that Christ made to prayer. Jane teaches us that the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much, has tremendous power. So to succeed in prayer means that I must humble myself. There are those of you under the sound of my voice, you need to give an, take an account for the life that you've lived. Does it truly honor God? Come on. Let's stop playing. You know what you did didn't honor God. You know that stinking thinking, that bad attitude didn't make God's heart happy. Prevailing prayer begins with a right attitude, with a right motive. 
James 4, verse 6. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humility is one of the conditions of prevailing prayer. When we come before God, we need to recognize who we are and whose we are. I can come boldly. I'm a child of the king. But I need to recognize that he is the king. And though he has made me king and priest in the earth, he is king of kings. He rules over me. Daily, we must eat the bread of humility. What are your stumbling blocks? What are the things that you have set up in your heart as an idol? Stumbling blocks of iniquity. Iniquity is that bit in our personality. It is not sin. It is our propensity toward a certain sin. You see, there are some things that Satan can't trick me with. But there are other things that I always have to be mindful of. Why? Because those are the things that trick my grandmother, my mama, my cousin, my uncle, my grandfather. Iniquity is passed through the bloodline. You know, scientists try to figure out, and there are statistics to show it. If a person is a serial killer, you back it up and you will see the roots of that thing in his family lineage. If someone is given to lasciviousness, which is sexual immorality, whether it be adultery or fornication, back it up through the generation, and you will see that thing over and over and over again. Look around you. Where are your stumbling blocks? You'll find this scripture in Ezekiel 14, verse 3. Unforgiveness is one of the reasons we don't get our prayers met. Matthew 6, 12 says, forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. But if we forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. Verse 15, we want God to forgive us. But we don't want to live right. We don't want to forgive anybody. So we continue to try to access the heavenlies without walking in forgiveness. My friend, God has said, if you don't forgive others, you've closed the door to forgiveness for him. You want to prevail in prayer. You want to be victorious. You want to be able to look at that storm and say, peace be still, whether it's literally or whether it's a storm in your life, and that storm stops. Oh, yeah. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some of us are too busy saying what is real in Scripture and what is not, that we miss the point of power. 
Because while you're having a debate, the war that you signed up for has not ceased. So you may be living your Christian life like the men that I see come in uh, to the coffee shop and they're playing chess all day. You may live your Christian life like that and bombs are blowing up all over the place. And you may be having a conversation with your chess buddies about the reality of whether Jesus Peter really walked on water and whether he really healed the sick. But you're living a civilian life in the midst of a war. And I just want to let you know today that God has given us dutiless power so that we can have victory over the enemy. Jesus saved yesterday, today, and forever. So let's take a few few minutes and let's access the heavenly realm. Let's come into agreement with Father God for his plan and his purposes for your day. Lastly, I want to mention one of the keys to a victorious living is that we do what we see our Father do. We said that before, but how do we do it? By listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and being inspired by him, following his direction. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning for joining us. We thank you for the power of prevailing prayer. We ask, Holy Spirit, that these next moments will be the spark that ignites the dutimous power that resides on the inside of us. For your word says the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Holy Spirit, thank you for your resurrection power. Thank you for living on the inside of us. For we are the cause in Christ, the redeemed one. We thank you that you reign in our life, Lord, that we're alive unto Christ. Hallelujah. We are joint heirs with Christ, sanctified in Christ. We are a member of your body. We are recreated in Christ Jesus. Father God is all the while effectually at work in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. We have victory through Jesus Christ. We triumph in him. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We have liberty in Christ. For freedom's sake, Christ has set us free. We are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that we once lived by faith. We live in the Son of God who loves us and who's given himself to me, us. We are a chosen generation. Ephesians 1, 4 says, We have been chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him. Hallelujah. We are holy and without blame before our God. We have been quickened. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Live like it's saints. Live above the chatter, the confusion of this world system. Don't be entangled with the yoke of bondage. 
Father God, I lift up this morning all of those in the entertainment business who have roots in Christianity, who have left their first love, who at some point recognize that God would be their source. For some of them, you have always been an unknown God. They never really knew Christ. They knew about Christ. They knew about other Muhammad. They knew about Buddha. They knew about, and they recognized that there is a God somewhere. And this God has loved them and gifted them. But they don't know your name. They may even have been children that have gone to church with parents and grandparents and cousins or a neighbor, but they don't know your name. They may have heard about you, but they don't know you. If they knew you, they would change. For you are a great love, and your word says it is your love that causes men to repent. I am even seeing in my heart, there are those that are ready to kill themselves with guns. They're lonely and afraid. When the applauds are over and the party has died, the emptiness of their heart grieves them to the point of suicide. Many have tried and failed. Many try every day through drugs and alcohol. Many gorge themselves on sexual impurity, trying all manners. to act out and satisfy a hunger that is so deep they can't be satisfied. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for them, Lord, this morning. And I am reminded of the young lady that came out against the shades of gray and was criticized because she said, God, that's not the will of God. And she's chosen to stay a virgin. Father, I can't remember her name, but you know her name, and I lift her up this morning. I thank you, God, for those that are in entertainment, making bold statements, making decisions. To live for you. I ask divine protection over her life in the name of Jesus. For you are not a God. There are no shades of gray. You are very specific. 
not because you're a mean God, but because you're a loving God, a kind God, a considerate God, a God that cares about everything that we do. We are the apple of your eye. We are the reason that you sent Jesus. So, Father, for all of those that are in the entertainment business, that are trying to live lives that are shades of gray, not just sexually, Father, we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would send forth laborers across their path. And where there are shades of gray, we thank you for the blood of Jesus covering it, delivering, setting free. Though their sins be as scarlet, God, you will make them white as snow through the shed blood of Jesus. So for those that are five percenters, for those that call on the unknown God, we ask that blind eyes be open, spiritual ears be open, that laborers that you have assigned to this particular area of marketplace, this particular area, Father, would be bold, would step into this arena, armed and dangerous, with the power of Almighty God, with the backing of the angelic forces. For they are more with us than against us. And your great love equips us and gives us power. So we decree in the entertainment business. Father, let your kingdom come. Your will be done. Let your kingdom advance and be established through the preaching, teaching, and healing. Let the gates of the entertainment business be open for the king of glory to come in. Lord, you reign. You are clothed with majesty. Your throne is established of old. You are from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. And Lord, we decree you lord over entertainment. We thank you, Father, for shutting down. Gates, rooms, buildings, strongholds of perversion. We thank you for raising up men and women of God that will begin to put their resources together and build entertainment that will edify the people and restore balance to your people, Lord. For there are those of us who continue to be entertained by a perverse world. And we think we can do it and it not have an impact on our mind. But you tell us in your word to guard our eye gates and our ear gates. And many of us have entertained demonic spirits in disguise. Father God, I pray for your church right now that she would not be deceived, that she would see clearly. Lord, you are a great king above all gods. Let the heathen hear that you reign. Let your church recognize your greatness, your goodness. 
Lord, you have prepared your throne in the heavens, and your kingdom rules over all. We ask you, Father, that men would begin to bless you in places of their dominion, even in the entertainment arena. And, Father, I see some big names, people who said they knew you, but they have written scripts that mock the church. And their hearts are far from you. There are some that really know better. But they have been seduced by the accolades of men, the fancy cars, the wealth. They made promises to you, God. But they have compromised all that they are. And they tell themselves, and I'm just telling a story. I'm just using my creative ability, and it's no big deal. But Daddy God, they don't realize they're grieving your heart. And that you brought them into bounty for the purposes of kingdom building. Lord, I pray conviction over their lives today. I ask, Lord, that they would turn and repent. Or you will have nothing to do with them in the end. And there are those that are so close to a place where repentance will not be available to them. That they have grieved your spirit. And the word says to grieve not the Holy Spirit. Lord, I recognize that there are those that say once saved, always saved. Father, I don't want to argue the point. But in between salvation and eternity, Lord, there is a narrow road, Father. And, Lord, for those that are gambling on the fact that they can get away with whatever they're doing and it be all right with you in the end, I lift them up, Lord. And, Father, for the blood that will be on their hands, for the deception that they brought into the earth. Forgive them, Father. Lord, I lift them up to you today. For there are some that are like Lot's wife in the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And you called your servant, his wife and children, to leave the place of perversion. Some chose to stay. One left, but their heart was still there. And they turned to look back. 
and they became as stone. They couldn't leave. Then there were others who took their perversion with them, never changing their mind about the lifestyle. Lord, we lift them up this morning. We pray for your deliverance, Father. We pray that they would escape to the mountain of Zion, your church, your place of habitation. the city of the great king and will take refuge in your love and drink from your fountains of living water and be made whole again. That they would be delivered, set free, walking in joy and peace. Son, put away the gun. Walk in victory. We pray for those to put away their guns, their knives, their drugs, their fornication, and walk in victory. We pray that they would walk away from greed and covetousness. And find godly contentment, which is great gain. And for those whose hands are covered with the blood of those that they have led into iniquity, uh, let them come under the crimson flow of the blood of Jesus and be cleansed. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are instructing us, your church, your body, in the way that we should go, that you are guiding us with your eye. We thank you for your guidance and your leading concerning your will. Father, there are those that will be listening to this broadcast that are asking God, I just want to do what you want me to do. Thank you, Father, that you're guiding them with your eye. We thank you for your guidance and leading concerning your will, your plan and your purposes for their lives. I thank you that they hear your voice. They hear the voice of the good shepherd. They know you and they follow you. That you lead them into the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Thank you, Father, that their path is growing brighter and brighter until it reaches the full light of day. Father, as a deer pants for the water, we thank you that those in your body that are seeking to know your will find the living water, the path to righteousness, that they would have your wisdom. Confusion is not part of their life. They are not confused about your will for their life. They trust in you, lean not on their own understanding. They acknowledge you in all their ways, and you are directing their path. They trust in you wholly and completely, for you know the path of their life. Father, we thank you that we can know your will this morning. We thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, your long-suffering.
We decree that this day the will of God is done in our lives, in their lives, in our lives. Hallelujah. I don't have any prayer requests that have been sent to me specifically, but I do want to lift up a family situation. And as I'm lifting up my family situation, I believe that there may be those that will listen to this broadcast and they will need these same prayers. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I lift up my family, our families. I ask that you would deliver us, Father. You said healing is the children's bread and that you sent your word and you healed us. We break the power of the spirit of infirmity that's been assigned to our bloodline in the name of Jesus. We come out of agreement with sickness, premature death, torturous illnesses such as diabetes and heart disease. We come out of agreement with self-hatred that would cause us to eat and consume that which is self-destructive, Lord. We come out of agreement with eating food that is poisonous to our system. And Father God, Heal us, deliver us. We curse every spirit of infirmity. Father, your word promises that you that when we serve the Lord our God, our bread shall be blessed and our water shall be blessed. And you will take a sickness from out in the midst of us. Father God, we bless every morsel of food that we've consumed. We bless every organ, every tissue, every bone, every sinew, every tendon. We thank you, Father, to take sickness from among us, Lord. We curse every cancerous cell. Everywhere there's inflammation in our bodies. Everywhere in our bodies where our bodies have um, it's fighting against itself. We speak to our immune system in the name of Jesus to be strengthened. Again, any place inside of us where our bodies is diseased, we speak peace in the name of Jesus. Lord, when you walked about the earth, you went through all of Galilee teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. Father God, we're asking that you would walk through our family lineage, that you would walk through our bloodline, that you would walk through our churches, and heal all manner of diseases as it was in your word. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We ask, Father God, for the anointing 
to walk among our peers, to walk in our sphere of influence, that our very shadow would heal the sick as it was with Peter. We appropriate the power that you have given us to heal, deliver, and set free. Lord, the leper came before you and said, if you are willing to make him clean. And the word says that you immediately put out your hand and you touched him and you said, I am willing to be cleansed. Father God, we appropriate the faith to know that you are willing to heal us, to heal our bodies, to heal our loved ones. Father, we study the laws of physics, but you created them. (laughs) We practice medicine. But you not only created medicine and put them in the leaves and the food, but you created the bodies and you ordained them to be as they are. Lord, we ask for recreative, restorative miracles to operate in our physical bodies. We thank you, Father God, to restore, to heal, to recreate molecular structures, skeletal structures. We speak to the spine. We speak recreative miracles to the spine. We speak recreative miracles into the intestines, the rectum. We thank you, Father, for healing. We thank you, Father, for setting us free. We thank you, Father God, that you alone are God. And as you stepped out of heaven, And you recreated the earth. You caused darkness and void. You spoke and it was established. Daddy God, you have sent your word to heal us. And it is established. Healing is the children's bread. So we thank you to release healing in our bodies, healing in our loved ones. Just as Jesus gave direction in Scripture, and I'm forgetting, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the parable, but as Jesus gave instructions, to the captain of the armed forces for that season, that area. And he sent his word. I think it's Jairus. Jesus sent his word that his daughter would be healed. And at the same time, the word went forth. Healing took place. We release the word of God over our lives the lives of our loved ones, our children, over my mother, my aunt, my cousin. We thank you, Father, that your word has gone forth. Over our friends, I have some friends that are in my heart. Your word has gone forth. 
and it will accomplish the purpose to which it was sent. For the fervent effectual prayers of a righteous man avails much. We thank you for prevailing prayer this morning. There's another situation that I want to lift up. One of the young men in our church have been struggling. Uh, I believe they're incarcerated right now. Um, Father God, I ask for mercy. I ask that the charges be thrown out. I ask, Father God, that he will see that this is a new lease. One last opportunity to get it together. I thank you for mercy, Father. I thank you for the opportunity for there to be an open door. And not only will he receive mercy from the court and the judgment thrown out, that he would come across the path of someone who is felon-friendly, who has walked through the same things or similar things that he's gone through and triumphed over the enemy, whose life has been turned around, and that he would find favor in this man's eye. There's another gentleman that I'm praying for, that he would find jobs and resources, and that he would be one who would build an organization to help felons turn their life around. Father, I pray for all those that you've assigned to build organizations that are anointed to change communities, lives. I thank you for all of the businessmen and women that you have called to be world changers that have been faithful with the little. God, I thank you that you're making them faithful with much. I pray for them, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I close, Father, lifting up those that are learning to be faithful with what you've given. Father, often you give us a little and we consume a lot. And we consume everything that you've given us. Because we're consumers and not builders. (laughs) Father, help us learn how to maximize the resources that you put into our hands. That low self-esteem and poverty would not be perpetual in our lives. Break the cycle in Jesus' name. And finally, we lift up our president. We lift up this country. We ask you, Father, to save our nation, Solomon and Gomorrah, there wasn't enough saved folk, and you destroyed it. Lord, search our hearts. Save to the utmost. Deliver our president, those that are in authority. Lord, as we prepare for this next election, we ask, Father God, that the men and women of God that have your heart will find the resources, the tenacity, and the strength to come forward. We bind and advance those that would sabotage their lives to keep them from running. God, you've not given them a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. They have nothing to be afraid of. Father God, we praise you and we thank you for a blessed, awesome day in you. This is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it.
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining Win Community Prayer Line. It has been my privilege and honor to serve you through prevailing prayer and to continue our teaching this week on prevailing prayer. Let's all do the thing that's necessary in order to be able to touch the heart of God, to have clean hands and a pure heart, that we may stand in the gap for those that we love. Join us daily, 724-444-7444. Call ID 12201, Monday through Friday, 632 um 7.30, Facebook us, become our friend at When Women Interconnecting. You can join us on the chat line, and if you have a prayer request, enter it there or inbox us on Facebook. So until tomorrow morning at 6.30, be blessed. Have a great day.